Hello, critics, non-critics, and friends. Welcome to the Film Optics Podcast, where we take a glance into blockbusters, indie films, and everything in between. I'm your host, Christian, and as always, I'm joined by my good friend slash my co-host, Devin. And today, we're here to give our spoiler-free thoughts and insights on A24's The Whale. And before we begin today's episode, you can listen to our podcast on podcast platforms around the internet. That includes Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more. And if you are a new or seasoned listener to the show, we would love to hear from you guys. Follow us on Instagram and follow us on Twitter at Film Optics. That is optics with an X. Or you can email us at filmoptics at gmail.com for any movie-related questions. Devin, what's up? How you been? You been uh, you thinking about joining an online co- uh, college course? You know, learn some some writing, some some writing tips from your instructor. Just been spending the past few days recovering from this movie. It's it's a lot. There's just it's it's heavy. I mean, I guess pun intended to to bring some levity to the movie, but it's it's heavy. I, I definitely agree with you there. It's probably one of the most emotional movies I've seen in a very long time. But like you said, Devin, there are a lot of heavy themes within this movie. So do not go and take your children to this movie at all. This is a, you know, adults only type of movie, but also Devin, I'm not sure if you knew this, but this is actually adapted from a play, which I did not know um, altogether. Yeah. I saw that, which is very, very interesting, but I, I like it when, when they adapt plays into movies you know it kind of gives it a different spin you know you get to kind of explore the world a little bit in a different light i should say but yeah overall your week's been good just been chilling i mean i know we just finished one episode so (laughs) batch recording folks it's a lot of fun (laughs) but yeah your week's been good just just chilling are you watching anything new are you watching wednesday i've not started wednesday yet I'm, i'm working my way through andor right now just oh, all the all the hype's gotten to me. I gotta get dive in. So okay, so you you've you've finally bitten the uh, the hook. You you've you're you're on the hook. Yeah, I believe I'm halfway through. Okay, so you know I I want to watch it because it is Star Wars, and I hear that it does give viewers a better understanding of what the rebels are actually fighting for. Because it's always been a bit vague in Star Wars movies, but I do want to watch it. But I watched the first episode of Wednesday and I was blown away. Like I was like, let's go. Unfortunately, I haven't been able to watch um, anymore because I'm trying to, I'm trying to like, it's, it's a work season. You know, we got a lot of movies to catch up on. I have these screeners that have been sent to me. Um, just trying to make the best of what I can. On top of that, I'm also trying to beat God of War Ragnarok before the new final fantasy game comes out. So first world problems. I know, but <laughs> your boy is busy. <laughs> so overall, I do want to start Andor. Maybe we can also cover it on the show now that all episodes are out because covering that week to week, that would have been an impossible task for us, especially what we were doing with House of the Dragon and She-Hulk doing that week to week. So may- maybe we can squeeze one out before the the, uh, the the end of the year. You know, I think that's like the last Star Wars thing that comes out this year as well. And then Mandalorian hits in March. So <laughs> um, with all that said, Devin, are you ready to just get into this review? As I said before, folks, this is going to be spoiler free all through. So Devin, are, are you ready to head into this review? 
Let's find our whale. Let's find our whale. Let's find our whale, boys. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back after this introduction to the whale. We are back. You just heard a little snip of The Whale, A24's Whale, which is a adaptation of a play. I'm not sure who has written the original play. Was not able to look up that information before we started recording. Samuel D. Hunter. Staniel? Samuel D. Hunter. Oh, Sam- okay. I thought you said Staniel. I'm like, that's... No, that's as weird as Bertrude. <laughs> Good old Bert- Bertie. <laughs> That kid, oh man, I wanted to slap that kid so bad in that movie, but I digress. Um, the director of The Whale is Darren Aronofsky, and writers include the first movie since the since Mother. Oh, oh, I love the Mother that had um Jennifer Lawrence. Yep. Oh, I gotta watch that movie again. Very very divisive movie, but I I also enjoyed it quite a bit. Yeah, because that, that's how she um, won, won her Oscar, if, if I'm not mistaken. But back to the whale. Uh, the writer includes uh, Samuel D. Hunter and stars Brendan Fraser, Sadie Sink, Hung Chow, and Samantha Morton. And the story is as follows. A reclusive English teacher attempts to reconnect with his estranged teenage daughter. So that is the very basis of this movie. Like that is the the main plot line. And like I said before, this is spoiler free. We're not going to get into any spoilers because we do want people to experience this for themselves. Like we said before, this is a very heavy movie. Like there's a lot of themes, a lot of heavy themes, a lot of adult themes happening in this film altogether. So I'm going to pass it over to Devin so he can give his initial reaction to the whale. Before we discuss anything about this movie, I think we have to give we have to give our flowers to Brendan Fraser. Like, yes, obviously his his return to fame has been a big story on the internet for a few years now, and just his reactions to it, just seeing the fans that he has around the world, it's just so touching every time you, you see him react to it because it is it is true. He our childhood was built around Brendan Fraser in a lot of ways because of the movies mm-hmm. that he had, um, especially. The main one being the Mummy, the Mummy series. Just, that's oh my gosh, it's been so long. That's yes. just that's just the heart of our childhood, and he's just been there the whole time. And for him to have this comeback, this is his first time on the big screen in a long time. I mean, he was in that um, that HBO Don Cheadle movie, No Sudden Move, which kind of came and went. Not he had a small role in that, and he's been in Doom Patrol, which is great. He's been great in that as well. But for him to to get a starring role again in this type of movie, 
And then apparently he got a six minute standing ovation after it premiered. It just, it just feels so right. And I think after watching this movie, I think Oscar buzz is definitely on the table. Like he deserves a recognition for this role because it's, I imagine this role is very emotionally taxing and he pulled it off. And also I imagine he might've uh, gained some muscle with this role because those prosthetics looked pretty rough. Yeah, I was actually going to say, so I was sitting next to my friend Jacob over at uh, Music City Drive-In and after the movie, because he he had already seen it, um, I think he went to some film festival to see it before. So it was the second time seeing it. And uh, I asked him, I'm like, did only there's no, you know, the whole before I get ahead of myself, you know, the actors and actresses or I should just say actors altogether you know, who go through like these body morphing um, changes for roles. Yeah. It would have been a little bit extreme if he put on pounds to get up to 600, 600 or whatever he was in this movie. That would have been a bit on the extreme end. Maybe Christian Bale could have done it. But it looks so real. Like, like you said, it does Renner look fr- very real. It's impressive. Like at the very least, this movie should get um, like a makeup um, type of yeah. Oscar nomination. Like makeup costume design. Yeah. That would have, yeah, I, I think so. Because it it looked it looked disturbingly real, real like hard to hard to look at, real. Like I'm not gonna lie, and <laughs> after I went to go see this movie, I didn't really eat for a while. I was like, it, it makes I'll you not hungry. hungry. Yeah, I was like, I'll, I'll eat when I'm hungry because there's a lot of scenes. I can't look just, at a meatball sub the same. I can't, or pizza, <laughs> honestly, yeah. Doritos, the whole the whole thing. But um, as far as my initial reactions go, I do agree with Devin. You know, Brendan Fraser has been—he's been a big part of our childhood, and he was also in like that Looney Tunes back in action movie. I think it was. I always loved like, Bedazzled too. I love that movie. Oh yes, yes. It's Brendan Fraser. George is, of the Jungle. Like there's just yes, so much. yes. Ah, uh, and of course, like you already said, uh, he's in Doom Patrol. He's been killing it there, and. I, I cannot wait for, I got to watch season three, honestly. I, I need some more Brendan Fraser in my life, but I, I believe that the, the whale, there's just excellent performances all around. I enjoy a lot of, you know, I enjoy movies with a lot of dialogue altogether. And there's, you know, you're, you're in one location the entire time, which is, you know, um, the, uh, Brendan Fraser's character's uh, house. So you, you never leave the house. It's all in one location. And a lot of movies have done this, but I, I like that feeling. And also it's it not adds to like the claustrophobia of it. Like you're just kind of trapped with this, this whale. Yeah. It's, it's almost as if, you know, it's, it's a fish that's too big for the pond that it's in. And not only that, the aspect ratio of this movie is four by three, which is, you know, the squared box. Yeah. That's the first thing everyone notices. I knew that was going to happen as soon as we got like the teaser trailer. I was like, oh, okay. So it's four by three. I don't, we don't mind it because it's what we grew up on. So for a few other people, it may feel a little bit jarring, but like, it's not, it's, you know, I can watch anything on four by three, like the square box, like aspect ratio instead of like 16 by nine, which is like, if you're looking at your computer screen right now, that's pretty much, you know, like the widescreen altogether but brendan fraser is the glue that holds this movie together and it deals with a lot of sensitive issues such as grief depression uh suicide religion and others and to me it is a nearly flawless film except for one thing and we talked about this multiple times when it comes to a24 movies for most of them 
they have this like abrupt obscure ending and i wish we would have gotten like maybe like 10 more minutes and i think i would have been like boom like yes this is this is a a five-star rated movie for me but also sadie sink and hung chow are incredible additions as well. Yeah, we, we mentioned the month of John Leguizamo. It's also the month of Hung Chao. She was also in the menu. She was amazing in the menu. She was even even better in this. Like, she blew me away. It was... Uh, and, of course, you, you get Sadie Sink, who is playing um, the daughter of Brendan Fraser's character. I think his, I think the um, his name was Charlie, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah so... And Ellie. I know, I know you liked her being named Ellie. Oh, of course. Ellie is a beautiful, beautiful name. And apparently um, the, the actress that played young Ellie in the flashback scenes, that's J.C. Sink. Really? She was also in Stranger Things. Was she really? See, okay, we need to go back and watch Stranger Things. <laughs> well, we're going to at some point, once season five, you know, once we get like a announcement for that. But yeah, I'm ex- I'm interested to go back and see because there was someone in the menu who was also in Stranger no. It wasn't in the menu. It was Glass Onion. Whiskey was her name. She yeah. was in Stranger Things season four. She was in two of the more popular episodes. I need to go back and, and watch that. But yeah, overall, The Whale is fantastic. You know, Sadie Sink, she she does a really great job. Obviously, Brendan Fraser is the the star magnet here. Um, you know, she she plays a very troubled teenager you know a lot of things happen within charlie's life that you know leads to his family being separated and we are introduced or we get to see like the ramifications of that and um, it's it's pretty heartbreaking altogether but it's it makes you feel you know there's it's kind of funny as well you know for it being a such a serious movie um i've never seen the play i'm sure Devin has hasn't either unless he's gonna surprise me and say ha i have but <laughs> not quite <laughs> but it's i don't know this this movie really uh it touched my soul and made me think about a lot of things as well um you know with charlie being this like reclusive english teacher suffering from you know obesity and trying to reconnect with his daughter it that's really the heart and soul of the film, but there are other aspects where you are able to learn more about Charlie's past life, who he was before and who, or what his marriage was like before. And it's, it's truly, it's very captivating, but yeah, I mean, I'm glad that you actually ended up liking it, Devin, because I wasn't sure if you were going to or not. But you, you know, they always people always talk about a slice of life movie, and I think Darren Aronofsky he he doesn't he doesn't give you a slice of life; he gives you the whole pie, and he makes you eat it. And Ooh. that's that's just it just feels like what he's been about his whole career. I mean, even back in the day, like in 2000, he did Requiem for a Dream. I don't know if you've ever seen that one, but that is a crazy movie, um, just about the slice, basically slice of life of a drug user. Mm. Um, obviously mother is, is a very crazy movie. Right. Um, he did the wrestler black Swan. Another one. He did do black Swan. That's right. And then he did Noah, which is kind of a weird one. Um, definitely the fountain. forgot about that one. Yeah. It just, he just, just such a good job of putting you in these people's shoes and literally like we don't leave his apartment the whole time. So you're just kind of living with this very depressed, very, it's a very sad 
man. Like at the end of the day, that's just what he is because he, he loses the love of his life and he has to try to reconcile with that, but he just can't handle it. And he lets the food, the food be his comfort because food will never leave you. Food never dies. Food's always there for you. It's kind of the thing that people struggle with because it's so easy to just rely on that because it's, it's always there for you at the end of the day. And that's just what he struggles with. And it's very difficult to watch. It is a very, very difficult movie to watch. I, I do agree with you there. Cause you know, when it comes to like, you know, where when people get stressed and you know, they, their anxiety spikes and then they don't, they're just trying to find something to fill the void. And that is something that you, you see at least the results of in this movie. But I, I, like I said, those prosthetics. I mean, I thought that he gained some weight for him. I was like, "There's no way." But yeah, I imagine. I imagine he gained some. I haven't seen him any amount or anything, but those prosthetics look so real. It's insane. I mean, he's definitely gained weight since. I mean, you know, you get older, you know, you start put, putting on the pounds. But he really like his his Brendan Fraser's voice itself is just so. It's deep. It's soothing. It's, it's powerful. C- powerful. It's comforting. It's very just, an, it's it's insane. I'm surprised she hasn't done more voice acting, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, outside of, I mean, I guess. Yeah. Uh, Doom Patrol counts for the robot robot man. Well, does he just, he just voices. Um, yeah. There's a, tall, there's a really tall guy in the actual Tall suit. guy. Okay. That, that's what I thought. I was like, man, I was like, Brendan Fraser is looking good. He's going to be very fit. But yeah. Um, <laughs> fun facts really quickly. So for, for a second, I thought. Um, I was looking at Sadie Sink's filmography <laughs> and she stars in a movie that came out in 2019 called Eli. And for some weird reason, I mistook it as Ellie. I'm like, Oh, that's funny. No, it's Eli. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, but yeah, you know, Sadie Sink, she's, she's just really now just starting out. Like she's been in a few movies like Dominion, Chuck, uh, Taylor Swift's all too well, the 10 minute version, which is technically a short film. The Fear Street movies. Yeah, she did. She did a great job here. I think it's interesting, just kind of how edgy her character was. I mean, maybe I haven't been talking to teenagers all lately, but this one felt a bit extreme. I mean, she was very much so <laughs> over the top. It could it could be the Gen Z? I don't know. Maybe they're like that, but maybe a bit a bit she, much. <laughs> she was very ruthless. Like, yeah, the dialogue scenes that you hear throughout this movie. Where, you know, the the interactions between Ellie and Charlie, it's like, I can't believe, you know, she just said that. And it's, it really makes you feel like he hate or she hates her father. But, you know, there there's a lot of things that happen within the movie we're not going to get into. But it, it was, it was a very solid performance. Like, I mean, obviously, I think Brendan Fraser is the best part of this movie. I think Sadie Sink did a fantastic job. I was interested to see when she was going to pop up you know when she did it's she's she's definitely definitely making a name for herself you know it's i've seen some people saying that oh you know her performance is a little bit like one note and i was like well i mean if you watch the movie you'll kind of understand why but she does have those layered emotions that she's able to bring out when the time is right and it really just hits you in the stomach but like i said the ending 
I really just wish I, I kind of wish it, you know, it's a lot of up to interpretation, but I just feel like this, that's the only negative I really have. And I wanted to get to your negatives as well, Devin, but the only negative I really had was that it just ended so abruptly. And then I was like, Oh, like I didn't even know we were getting into really like the final act until it kind of happened. And then, yeah. But did you have any gripes with the movie? Yeah, I agree about the ending kind of being abrupt. Um, there was a point at the end, towards the end, where I think if the movie ended after um, after Sadie Singh's character kind of changes her tune, I guess. I think if it would have ended there, it would have been a pretty powerful ending. But other than that, I do think it was a bit long. Like there's some moments where it just feels like it's it's like it's just kind of stretching out. Um, but that could be like part of the allure of just being trapped, not trapped, but being with this, this man who's just kind of losing it. And it it does take a bit for the film to start to like, you know, get into the story beats, but like once it does, I I I do, I really like how he, he had this revolving group of characters that kind of can come in at any point and you don't know when or, or who's going to come in, but they all have different purposes and they all, they all do um, meet at some point, but they're, I don't know if they're ever in the same room at one time, all three of them, but very, very briefly. Yeah, I think it's very briefly. And of course, you know, with this movie, um, I, I don't really necessarily think this is a spoiler, but um, Charlie's door is always unlocked. So that is when, you know, you have a revolve, like a lot of revolving characters coming in and out where, you know, Charlie's kind of, you know, immobilized um, in in a way. Um, to his own, um, to, to his house or his apartment, I should say. And, you know, you get those revolving characters coming in and out and it just makes for a really interesting uh, dynamic. But yeah, I mean, on, on a first watch, honestly, I feel like on a first watch for any movie, it feels like and maybe it's not the runtime. Maybe it's the pacing a little bit, but this is definitely something I would own 100% on Blu-ray. Like I will support Brendan Fraser in any way that, that I can within reason, of course, but let's get into our final thoughts and our ratings. So I'll pass it back over to Devin. Devin, what are your final thoughts on this movie and what would you rate this film? I can't even remember of a movie. that's this kind of hard to digest and hard to even think of a grade to give because there's just so much going on. There's he's, he's juggling so many different themes. Obviously you mentioned before, like religion, depression, suicide, obesity, all of it kind of combining into this one small apartment. And it is very heavy. It's the first thought I came out of uh, the movie. was, it's just heartbreaking. Like at mm. the end there, um, definitely got uh, teary eyed at the end. Cause it's just so much overwhelming emotion and you can just feel it on these actors faces and just kind of the recurring like theme where he had, he had people read, um, a paper over and over again because he he knew something was coming. That's just that's just heartbreaking to even think about as as something that someone would actually do. Um, but other than that, as far as a grade goes, it really is tough because mm-hmm. I don't think I'd ever watch this movie again just because of how heavy oh. and how heartbreaking it is. Mm-hmm. It, it it's definitely a, a tough watch, not necessarily quality wise, but just the subject matter and 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 the visuals and everything. Um, as far as a score, I'd probably go with like a, I don't know, like a, probably a, like a 75 around there. It's very well made. Um, Darren, Darren Aronofsky always brings his A game. 
it's just so cool to see Brendan Fraser get a lead role again because I think he deserves it at this point. Oh, He's yeah. kind of been working his way back, and it's just so great to see him back on top and putting in an amazing performance, like definitely Oscar worthy. Oh, absolutely. Like he, he need. I mean, you know, we, we, we try to follow the Oscars when we can, you know, we're, we're more just uh, spectators altogether um, when it comes to this stuff. But yeah, I, I think he, he 100% needs to be nominated. Um, if not, when, you know, there's a few other movies we still have to catch before the end of the year, but I definitely think he should be in that awards um, conversation altogether. Um, it, Without a doubt, I honestly would not mind seeing him win um, for uh, best actor um, or best best male actor um, altogether. But yeah, for I also me, forgot to mention the the opening for this movie is amazing. Like the first yeah. couple minutes, like just throws you right <laughs> into it. It's it's a scenario that's it's very funny on the surface, but then as the movie goes on, it kind of just get, becomes sad because you learn more about the character, mm-hmm. both characters. Yep. Yes. Yes, you do. Yeah. It's yeah. The, the opening scene is very just wow. Like that's all I can really say. And like, there's, it's, it's a bit of a shock. That's, that's, that's where we're going to leave it at that. But uh, as far as my uh, final thoughts and my ratings go, um, like I said before, it's, it's a nearly flawless film. The only real issue I had with it, it was that abrupt ending. But like I've said before, like those sensitive issues, um, it's, it's a very heavy, movie that um, may not it may come to shock for a lot of people um, if you've watched the if you've seen the play if you've seen the play the whale let us know over on film optics on twitter and let us know your thoughts if you were able to catch this i believe this movie hits theaters december 23rd um it has a limited release december 19th and then wide release a week later i think Okay. Okay. So that's what it is. That's what it is. Yeah. Sorry. I was going to look that up because it wasn't, I was looking at our embargo period and I was like, Oh, I think they said the 23rd, but okay. Thank you for that information for sure. But yeah, uh, for me rating it probably going to, I'm going to give this a 95 out of a hundred, like four and a half out of five stars on letterbox as well. Um, it's, it's just one of those it's, it's, it's not just a movie about suffering and like, you know, BCD religion, all that stuff. But at the heart, I, I truly believe that this movie is about seeing the best in people and showing that human nature is inherent or, you know, humans are inherently good by nature. I think that's the best way to put it, uh, especially from Charlie's perspective, at least um, that is how he views the world and I think that is a uh, a, a nice little um, analogy there just to kind of give you guys a little bit of a taste. But that concludes our spoiler-free review of The Whale. And if you like what you heard on today's episode, please subscribe to our podcast on your favorite podcast platform of choice and make sure to share an episode of our podcast with a friend, whether it be your mother, your brother, or your significant other. Make sure to share an episode of the Film Optics podcast with a movie lover in need and really quick, what is out now slash what is on deck for the podcast. Um, as of right now, you can listen to our violent nights review that is out on podcast platforms, as well as our spoiler free review of glass onion, as well as our spoiler free review of willow, the sequel series uh, streaming on Disney plus episodes one through three. Um, as of right now, 
um, since this is kind of coming out at an odd time. I believe Avatar, are we, Avatar The Way of the Water is supposed to be coming out soon and a few others. Ba- Babylon as well is uh, two other movies that we're probably going to be covering here on the podcast. Um, like I said, this is we're recording this a little bit early, so I can't remember when we were actually able to drop this. But those are just a few episodes or movies that you can look forward to coming up on the podcast as we close out the year man Devin, it's december already it's it's so crazy like i am blown away by how fast how fast time has gone but with all that said we hope you guys have a great day we'll see you guys next time and that's a wrap for today. Thank you all for listening. If you enjoy the show, leave us a five-star rating and review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify and follow us on Twitter and Instagram to stay in the know. That was Devin. My name is Christian. We'll see you guys in the next one. Peace.